today as you know all that the workshop is on data science in which includes working on r and w i dr arpna chaturvedi head of the department of information technology and software development would like to welcome on behalf of our entire gyms for sankunj to fraternity to mr deepak kumar mr deepak kumar is associate vice president data science at carvi insights he is also keynote speaker on data science and analytics professional he is having a tremendous experience of 11 plus years in leading corporates he had successfully delivered knowledge sharing training sessions talks and workshops across global location he is working closely with senior stakeholders on data strategies and analytics transformations he is also associated with offshore project he is having experience to work with clients across middle east singapore philippines thailand malaysia japan and uk his area of expertise is in data science data visualization machine learning social media analytics marketing analytics and market research he has expertise on various tools like r python tableau spss power bi advanced excel and dba we welcome you sir and feel fortunate enough to have you today for our session to share share your knowledge with our students gym students thanks a lot for accepting my invitation and uh, getting ready to share your knowledge with my all gyms of sankunj to department of it and st students with these words i'm looking forward to you sir thanks a lot so let's go understand that what data science is all about i assume that all of uh, the students are from the technical background and uh, they all must have done some kind of a programming and they must be studying some kind of program i also come from a programming background so like ma'am said a uh, lot of things about me so i won't repeat it but as far as my education is concerned i am a mathematics honors graduate i had done my mathematics honors from university of delhi and then i am mca so i did 3 years of uh, completely you can say full time mca programs so i understand the background how coding and all those things i have been to i started my career and then i did my executive mba also and then i completed my mdt from iit delhi so overall uh, education journey has been i'm still learning right now i'm uh, still uh, you can say enrolling for lot many courses and i do because i already consider that learning is never ended so it's a journey and you have to indulge in, into that particular thing as far as uh, my career is concerned i started my career at hcl i was a software developer and i started my uh, career from hcl as a software developer and then i moved to this particular uh, field which was analytics it was way back in 2008 when i started my career in analytics at that point of time no one was knowing what analytics is all about what data science is all about we were very new at that point of time and then slowly gradually we actually learned a lot many things and at present i am uh, handling the data science team at carvi insights as an avp in data science department so this is what my corporate journey is all about and apart from that whatever you said that conferences and all those teaching etc i do so let me start and uh, let's uh, first understand that what all things we are going to do in this particular session and what are the area we'll be covering so right from the start i'll be giving the close introduction or you can say a wider uh, uh, you can say area i'll cover about the data science so what is it all about because there are lot many things people must misunderstood about this particular field so i'll be just taking through about that that what data science is all about why it is important 
live data has become so much you can say built of the uh, you can say uh, terminology across whether we talk about artificial intelligence machine learning what it is all about and where it is being utilized after that i'll be going in a little bit deeper about the various tools which we use and then since uh, we cannot cover everything in this 1.5 hours or 2 hour duration but i'll try to demonstrate some of the important tools and some of the uses which will inspire students to go ahead and pursue this particular career and this is not something uh, which is way beyond their uh, technical capabilities it is a part of that and i love that with all those guys who have a you can say fair technical background they can succeed in this particular field uh, you can say even simply and they can get a lot of knowledge into this and they can make the valuable contribution so that will be the objective so i think uh, we should be good on this and uh, this should be the, you can say total uh, arena of this particular uh, session so let's uh, start with talking about why data science is so important right now like everybody whenever we uh, ask people and tell people everybody said ki yaar data science karte hain kyun na data science kare jisko bhi kehna hai ki chalo hum data science center karte hain so after all itna hype hai kyun why data science has become so much important so let's understand this the first reason about the data science is that data amount of data which is present at that point of time when we talk about data everywhere we see only data so everyone is either generating the data or collecting the data this is what is happening somebody like us we are talking right now we are part of this session every one of us is generating some kind of a data and it comes in a various format we will talk about that also in this particular session that there are different different types of data being generated even a video is recorded or a picture has been clicked or somebody is texting someone or you are writing a whatsapp text or you are posting something in one of the social media platform in every form you are actually generating a data and that data is being saved somewhere and somebody has to do with some data so in the last 4 5 years or maybe you can say 10 years down the line if i talk about there are a lot many data have been generated by each one of us and the world has become full of it so when this these many data is present then you need someone to analyze this and get insights or information out of to solve problems right because there are a lot of problems for which the data there is a purpose data there is a data generated through some purpose they are data generated automatically so there is a huge data present now if i talk about uh, you can say 10 years or 12 years or 15 years back at that point of time in 2000 the early 2000 to 2010 in fact in that 10 years was then the boom was of it you can say software development information technology everyone was talking if you were to ask someone at that point of time what do you want to become you might have you must have gone the answer of programmer i want to become a jobnet programmer or java program and it was booming at that particular time a lot of indian companies was actually uh, experiencing overseas uh, you can say talent or they were like uh, they were investing a lot of money into that and everybody wants to become a you can say a programmer or a it professional and that was a golden period for that suddenly gradually you can say a lot of software was being made and then if i talk about present time uh, like agar 2015 ke baad se agar baat kare to everybody started doing ki chalo data science mein aur aaj ke time mein ye ho raha hai ki har koi isi ko data science hi karna hai to aap kisi bhi field se aa rahe ho aapko एकदम इंटरेस्ट होता है कि चलो मैं डेटा साइंस कर लेता हूँ आर कर लेता हूँ पाइथन कर लेता हूँ क्योंकि यहाँ पर अपॉर्चुनिटी बहुत ज्यादा हो गई है 
और जैसे कि मैंने यहाँ रीजन लिस्ट किया है और सबका कोर रीजन ये है कि डेटा बहुत हैवी अमाउंट में प्रेजेंट है हर किसी कंपनी के पास सबके पास सो ये है बेसिक कि वाई डेटा साइंस इज इम्पॉर्टेंट है अब एक छोटा सा ग्लिप्स देखते हैं कि हाउ मच डेटा अगर मैं बात करूँ कि बहुत सारा डेटा है तो आखिर है कितना डेटा अगर इसकी थोड़ा सा अनालिसिस करने की कोशिश अगर हम करें In 2008-18, 2.5 unit difficult at present if you say 44 gigabytes at the down of 2020. And if you talk about gigabyte, what does mean? So if you raise to 10 to 20 power, that will be the gigabyte. Even if you cannot uh, write down or we can uh, cannot remember without counting. So so much data is present, and that is why. And then if you talk about these uh, social media or internet companies like Google, Facebook, Microsoft, Amazon. These are the custodian of 1,200 petabytes of people's information. So this is the only reason that if this much data is present, then what we should do with this data? Now, if I talk about who is collecting all of this, right? So where a lot of data data is happening. So who is collecting? From where this data is coming? I, like I said, that this many data is present. From where it is coming? And to understand data science, we have to understand this background. A little bit of background of two, three, four minutes. That. We should know the source from where it is coming, what we should do with that, and how it is being applied. Because in a student, uh, when you are studying, you don't get exposure to these, uh, you can say, broader areas. You just uh, put it in a module, or you start uh, doing some kind of a coding or uh, writing some kind of a small softwares, but you don't understand the business impact. That's very important that whenever you get a chance to understand the business impact. So if I am talking about data science, then it's Apart from talking about to what data science does, what is where it is being used, and why this is important, has become very very important. So that is why I have kept a couple of slides to give you an idea that from where this data is coming. We all know about these sources. I am not talking anything new here, but we have to remind ourselves that because of this, the data is being stored at at that level. So if I talk about social media platform, we all are using most of or all of all of these platforms we are using. Actually, they are actually storing our data, right? Whether you talk about Facebook, LinkedIn, any anything, YouTube or Netflix or Amazon, everybody is collecting the data. Online portal also. If I talk about government and political parties, now there are huge data is collected by them. If you talk about Alhar or NSSO or even a political parties, any of them in some of them have been listed here. They all are also collecting a lot of information because all the strategies, everything is being built on people using this data. And everywhere the data science is being used, so that is why if you talk about these bigger companies like product services companies like Unilever or Airtel or Vodafone or all these, these are the huge companies who are actually collecting a lot of information, information about products, services, and people. Every day we are contributing to this, so that is why these data is being collected. Now, if there are so much data is there, then what they do, or if I ask you that what they collect, right? If I tell you that okay, Facebook is collecting. Uh, LinkedIn collecting. What are they collecting, and why they are collecting? So they are collecting because of these details. They are collecting your interest. They are collecting your preferences. They are collecting your thought process, how you are thinking, and it is also collected. Buying behavior, how you are purchasing a product. 
or seasonability when you are purchasing. You are purchasing winter or you are purchasing summer, or that kind of a thing. What is your decision making process? A lot of things are being invested into this that even if you go and if you buy a shoe on Amazon.com, from where you started and how you went and made the payment and you purchase the, that particular uh, shoes, those whole process journey or your purchasing journey is being recorded by Amazon. And they are creating a shadow image of every individual. And after that, they are using this. Right? So I'll tell you that how data science is applied onto this in further slides and how this data is being And that is your economic capability. That if you are searching for a higher value project, uh, product and then you are ending up buying with a, some, uh, you can say, lower value product or you are a discount oriented person, such kind of information. This is just some examples they have been collected. You must have heard about a lot of bad things about also analytics like Cambridge Analytica and all those you can say scandals or uh, you can say problems which had happened which came in a public domain. But apart from that also, so those are the negative sides also of the, this data collection methodology. But still some of the positive things about your best product, about the things possible, you can say they are collected. So now if this many information is collected, then what to do this information? So to get the required information from this information, actually data science is required. So as long as okay, I have a one slide here, uh, in a, you can say, for, for, uh, after some time you will see, where I'm just doing the comparison between a software development, because I understand that you all are from, some of the, from the software background, you might be thinking about the career in software development and how data science is being uh, different from that. We'll talk about that uh, for the, in the further slides. But here I'm, thinking, uh, I'm telling you about this, this many information is being collected, and we all those information in these companies through them or with some help of the someone kind of a consultant or some kind of a different company is analyzed to get a lot of information from them and the process or the techniques which, which are used is actually data science. So this is the broader view. So data is being collected. There are some uh, companies who collect data. Now this data is being analyzed using data science and that is and uh, you can that is the main purpose of data now, if I talk about that, if this many data is being collected, or you can say analyzed, now the next question comes, then where it is being utilized, right? So we collected all the data. We understand that these are the platforms for collecting. We are applying data science techniques onto that. Now, where this data is being used and how it is being used. So in a quick, quick one minute summary, I'll just tell you uh, some of the examples I'm giving you, where it is applied and what. So if you talk about financial services companies, like you must have heard about uh, MasterCard, HSBC, etc. Credit scoring, fraud detections, like somebody is making fraud or some banking transfer, it's all everything is a data science application that is being used. Retail, all kind of if you are visiting or so you can say a supermarket where the merchandising options or share management or pricing methodology so might be some, some terminology you might found it very difficult or maybe you might not be able to understand. But the way you are purchasing, everything is driven by data science. If you talk about government decisions like uh, crime prevention, or you can say revenue optimization, and how these things, because police are analyzing a lot of data by about the people, where the crime is happening, those all things recorded, and everything is a data science algorithm, which is being helped, uh, you can say, generated, or helping government to take decisions. If you talk about healthcare, a lot of, you can say, medical research, everything is based on a data science. If you talk about online site recommendation, recommendation, everything comes from the data science. If I talk about manufacturing, supply chain or a product customization, you can say all those cars or you can say any kind of a product which is being made, a lot of data science is in the behind. 
where the data is being mined and that uh, recommendation is being given that you need to build this product, you need to build this service. Even Airtel is coming with, for example, and Airtel is coming with a, some kind of a services or they are giving some kind of a free data or sort of that kind of things which we generally use. Everything is driven by data science. Now, if I talk about transportation, uh, whether it is a, you can say air traffic or anything, it's all monitored by data science. Energy companies, hospitality, services. So there's not one field where data science is being used. Every single industry is using data science. Every single industry is utilizing the capability of the data scientists, and they are the people. So if you see this much broader uh, area is available, so you can understand that how much how much opportunity or potential is there. Now, somebody can question that why uh, even a software development is also in all these areas. Definitely it is because a company doesn't run in a one type of a businesses. But if you talk about data science, there's a huge gap right now. The requirement is immense for the talented people, but supply is very low. So that is why data science is important. So these are the areas where data science is being applied. If anybody has any kind of a question, just note it down. If you want to understand any particular area or a particular company where data science is happening and you want to understand, just note it down and we'll take it in the question Q&A So now, that is why data science is very important and it provides immense opportunity. And uh, we, people who are working in this particular field from last 10-12 uh, years, we have understood that gradually this field is becoming more, more, more important right now. And uh, somebody asked me in uh, one of my previous talks that, do you think that data science will be obsolete some days? Like even like uh, there was a downfall in the software also. I say that definitely, I cannot uh, say right now, but if I look onto the, uh, you can say future perspective or read about data or what kind of a demand is being generated, next five to 10 years is completely about it. Every single person has to learn this particular way of doing it. And all those guys who have a, uh, you can say basic building doctrine or ready for them, they will be much, much, much better in the demand. And since the you are actually, these are the one thing which data is only one thing which is increasing every day. There's no, there's no, you can say, shortage. So every day this is being fueled. Like it's a simple example, if you see, uh, remember when you you went to buy a phone uh, after, uh, I think, uh, before, three years before. At that time, what we were looking for, even a 2 GB or a 1 GB storage was enough. If you are going to buy today, even 64 GB or 128 GB phones are not enough. Right? Even if you talk about if I, if I carry iPhone, which is a 64 GB uh, memory with iPhone, and then even if you go and notice that it is almost full, right? So we are not deleting any information. We are, we are taking a photograph and everything is being stored. So, right? So, in our personal life also, we have a lot of data, right? If you see your folder today, and if you see your folder of your PC after six months, there's an increase. Right? You need external hard drive because you, human brain, human mind is there that we don't want to delete it. And that is all I said. Similarly, the companies also. Nothing is being deleted. Right? So that is why there's a huge data is being available and everybody is utilizing those data or getting information. That's important. Okay? Let's not talk much detail into this. So let's quickly cover the theory part and then we'll move to the practical. Now, another question comes that who, the person who works in a data science is called a data scientist. No, this is not completely true because data scientist is very specialized or there are a lot many roles in data science. I have one slide for that also where you, I'll explain you that what kind of a different, different people, uh, you guys have different, different roles in a data science. But if you talk about a person working in a data scientist, what it does, 
He is not doing any great things. He is just doing. He is just solving a problem using statistics with the help of computer program. Right. So there are the two things. Now, what is a data science? So finally, if I talk about all the journey, how it is started, data collected, data utilized, and now data science techniques is being used, then the obvious question comes: that what is the data science? So this particular, you can say, Venn diagram, it, it, it explains everything because it's a combination of three. Uh, you can say uh, area computer science. You all are computer scientists, or uh, you know computer science how uh, programming is being done. So one area is that math and statistics. You are already studying. You have studied in the previous in your college. And third is a domain called business domain expertise. So the area you are working, the, you can say company you are working for particularly. So that particular area, understanding that part of business problem, this is the business side, and this is the differentiator basically. So a software developer. With a, you can say, business domain knowledge and backing up with the mathematics and statistics algorithm, can be qualified as a data scientist. And now, if I talk it like computer science and math, if you mix only both, then it's machine learning. If you are coming with a math and stats with a business study, then it's data analysis. And if you are having a computer science knowledge and a business expertise, then the traditional software development. So, if this particular area is actually a software development, right, where you are writing a lot of programs. And you are actually building applications for people, for companies, and they are supposed to. So this is the overall structure of the data science. You must have heard about this thing, learn about this thing, or must have listened from so many people. But I've just given a, you can say, small perspective, or it is a brief perspective of this. Now, now the obvious question comes: Okay, data science is interesting. Yeah, take okay. data science has a lot of opportunity. Take okay. there are so many, you can say, uh, companies we are using. Okay. So now, next question, obvious question comes in mind: Who can become a scientist? Now, like I said, three area is important, and a decent knowledge of all three. Decent knowledge means of people who have an understanding, who who can learn further, and the basic information is there. A person with a decent knowledge of computer programming, mathematics, stats, and domain expertise. Domain expertise is not something which will come immediately. It will take some time, but definitely computer programming is basically requirement. You have to understand uh, algorithm languages, though it's not a hardcore programming. And this particular year is very joyful and a reason for which I joined this particular year. That I, I, I was, I was not a good, uh, you can say, uh, I didn't had a good interest in code programming. So I was a person who, who did all the programmings. I did all my assignments. I got good marks and C, C plus plus and all those uh, programming languages. I should never enjoy programming. But I had always had an inclination towards something with the data because I, I had a background. So there, I understand that there are so many people out there who are actually studying a programming languages, but who don't find themselves. You can say comfortable is doing a complete programmer job for like 17 hours, 18 hours, or you can say rigorous programming uh, kind of a profile. For them, this particular field is amazing. Okay, so if you have an understanding of programming, and if you even if you don't enjoy programming, this particular field is very very important. Like you, you guys must have uh, understood or might be learning, or maybe in future you are learning Python probably. The easiest language uh, I call it in that way because it's very easy to learn. So there also you'll see the packages is there or library is there. You just use it and your work is being done. So that is why basic understanding of all these things can. Take you to the data science in a good way. Now, so if it is a multiple expertise, like multiple domains expertise is required, so we call it as a polymath. What is a polymath? Polymath means it's an English word, which means that a person of a wide knowledge or learning, a person who understands only. 
So for a Panisad, if you say, if I call it like, a, if you can guess this particular person, this is a gentleman from the past, and he was a famous polymath, or the first polymath on the world. Her name is uh, Leonardo da Vinci, because he was a painter, he was an artist, he was a lot of things he did. So some that get the inspiration. I'm not saying that you should become a Leonardo da Vinci, no one can. But definitely, that is how your actually understanding should be there, or you should be aiming towards it. That is why I call it him as a, uh, you can say, inspiration for all those guys who wants to come into data science. Now, skill set, like I said, three things, pretty clear. Any of the programming languages basically required some research knowledge of the stats or mathematics or creative thinking. Because you have to think at your own. Because in data science, what do you do? You are actually solving a problem. So if there is a problem, you have to think creatively why this problem has happened, how this is, uh, you can solve it. And that is the only way to do this. Right? I hope uh, we are not going very fast and uh, people are understanding. Ma'am, uh, is it on a good pace or is it making some valuable contribution? Yeah, definitely, sir. It's making very valuable contribution. And I don't think we are going uh, fast. Okay. If any student is feeling can put it in okay. Yeah, yeah. I, don't think so I just want to understand that it should be a two-way process. Yeah, so I'm just covering a little bit of things to so just give a brief perspective, and then I'll jump on the practical side also and how it is being utilized. Right. And what are the standards? It's good. It's good okay. they know key, what prerequisites are required. Yeah. Correct. Right. So still said as we talk about. Now we will talk about something which is we call it like a, a data science versus software development. Because if I talk about most of the time, whenever I go to colleges and I talk to IT students basically, so there are obvious questions come to their mind that, okay, sir, please tell me what is the difference between data science and the software development? Okay, yeah, there is a difference. I guess uh, if I say even, even a software development sometimes becomes a part of a data science. I think also something uh, which many people uh, don't realize, not all the software developments are part of data science, of course not, but there are softwares are also in the data science. When we talk about data architect or data engineering, there people are actually developing softwares for the data science. So at that time, software development become a subset of data science. So now I'll just give you the brief idea of both the field and what you do. So right side, you must be aware about. Left side, which I'm putting right now, and in comparison for So if you talk about whenever you are an application development, so data science applications are a business problem solution. So business side become, you can say, on a higher side. And software side means that you are developing an application or a software where you are actually utilizing or uh, you can say developing your programs to solve some certain kind of, or you can say data capturing or maybe some process automation. If I talk about the life cycle, so software development definitely follow the SDLC, those steps like the system design, etc. And this is the process my use software is being developed. When we come to our data science, it's a data mining process or analytics models, which is being built through certain processes. I'll discuss that also. So that way data science projects is being done. Now, if you talk about the core, uh, you can say work or uh, strength of that. So if you talk about software, then it's of course application programming, then you have integrations, right? You create different different modules, then you create a one structure and you put it all the modules, and that become a proper application software where people are actually utilizing the software to do certain kind of a work. Now, if you talk about data science, there's no software, there's software already being developed, or you are utilizing some kind of a tool where you are actually taking some data, you are doing some kind of analytics, you are making some kind of a visualization to show those data, and based on that visualization, people are taking decisions. Right? So that is the process. So there's a two different things. In doing that, like uh, stacks and analytics, you are also writing some kind of programs, codes, right? 
to, for example, you want to build such, such kind of models, machine learning things, then you have to write a program. So that parts, that is why computer science is required. Now, if I talk about the career or industry point of view, data science is totally or mostly applied in a business industry on a larger scale. Like business industry means the people who are taking business decisions or companies who are helping others to take business decisions. Their data science persons are required. If I talk about software development, we all know that technical technology industry, like tech companies who is building applications, they require. Now, if I talk about the, you can say languages or uh, you can say the skill set, in data science, you have big data, machine learning, SQL, and the various. But if you talk about the programming languages, is a, you can say core of uh, software development, along with the data, uh, data warehouse or data, you can say data based management systems and all those things are part of that. So these are the both of them. So more or less, there are certain things which is common to both. There are certain things which is totally different in both. But these are the basic, you can say, comparison of the data science versus software development. I'll just tell you a brief note because I will detail of the project. But what actually we do, and this way you will relate. Like if you are developing a software, then what do you do? Right? If you are studying, you must be must have a uh, study software engineering, or you are going to study software engineering. There you will say that you are taking a requirement specification document, then you are designing certain kind of processes, you are making a flow charts, and then you are writing codes, and then the application software comes, you test it, and you again, these are the process you do. So there is a step one, two, three, four, and then different models you follow, whether it is waterfall model or agile model, all those kind of there are a lot of models is also there in place. If we come up with the data science processes, also there have been a process of the data science also. And then, so I'll explain the data science processes and what is the core idea. That's two things I'll explain it to you so that you will go, uh, you will understand that what actually being done into data science, right? So if I talk about the processes, before moving to the process, let me tell you that we talk about data, data, data. What are the different types of data? Because that is very important to understand because everything is a data, but there is a certain kind of, you can say, segregations of data. So there are usually three types of data existing, right? Or somebody is collecting. So now if, if there, there are three types is called like a purposive data. Purposive data means that I am collecting a data with some purpose, right? For example, if I circulate a form right now and I ask you, all of you, to put down your name, phone number, uh, you can say email address or uh, date of birth or all those things. And I have in my mind that I understand these 50 people who are attending this particular workshop, what the background of them, what is their name, how many, you can say, what is their phone numbers. And I just want to understand a brief idea about all of them. So this will be called as a purposive data collection. So company does that, right? Sometimes you are, company is asking you to fill such a kind of form. Right? You are purchasing a product when they are asking you which model you are looking for, what is the price range you are looking for. These are information they are collecting from you. That will be called it a purposive data. Now there are certain kind of existing data. Existing data means the data which is already there, right? You, like for example, in college, when you took the admission, you actually given, you have given all the information. So now nobody has to, suppose I want to just get that information about you. So I will use the existing data. So I'll request your department or your college that, okay, give me information about all the students. I'm not asking you to fill it again. Somewhere at some point of time, the data is already present in the system. So we call it as existing data. Similarly happening in the company. So companies sometimes collect the data from this platform, like I discussed, and sometimes they already have data in their places, which they call it existing data. And apart from that, there are automatic data also. This is something new, you might be not familiar about. That's what is the automatic data. Automatic data means a data which is collecting without any object. Okay, so system is collecting, like the software is collecting, or your mobile phone is collecting. There's no purpose of that. 
at that point of time when the collection is happening. For example, you are using Google Map. Okay, so in when you are using a Google Map, your own activity or from where you started, from where you went, what you searched, what you are looking for, everything is collected by Google. Now Google has no purpose to collect about individual, right? He is not interested that what Deepak is doing. Let me collect it. No, not at all. But collectively, some point of time, those data will be utilized to improve Google Map. So that is why there are a lot of automated data collections also happening. For example, right now we are doing this Zoom session. The Zoom is recording this session. Even you have asked to cloud recording. Zoom is actually creating a database of all those durations of how many meetings were done and all those, and they will have this kind of a backend backend information. So logs or sensors, or you are supposed to uh, you are driving a metro uh, trains, the CCTV camera footage. These are the automatic data collection, which is not a defined objective at that point of time. That will become objective when they will start using. So there are a lot of examples of automatic data. Now broadly, if I talk about what are the different types of data, there are only two types of data. One is a structure, another is unstructured. Okay, so structured data is comes in a you can say Excel sheet or format. I'll show you some of the data files. Uh, what is there utilized in the companies? So structured data where you know the different X, right? You know rows, columns, and if you say if you have used the Excel sheet, you must be knowing. But when you are collecting a data in a spreadsheet format, we call it a structured data. And then there are unstructured data. Unstructured data means all the data like a video. Images, or you can say voice recording. These are the clips, or sometimes so these are the graphics, or all those kind of information which we are collecting. They are all unstructured data. And opportunity is that much. The 90% of the data are always unstructured. So somebody has to make it, and there is no software which can analyze unstructured data. That is also true because the softwares which is analyzing unstructured data using the big data methodology. They are also converting an structure into some structure form, and then the analysis happens. So, for example, I want to analyze a video, then I have to transcribe it for their voice, or I have to create a different different frames to understand what is there. For the image recognition, also the annotation happens. For the artificial intelligence training, also something happens. So there are certain kind of process. Nobody just computer is not intelligent. So if you show the picture and say, okay, without uh, running any algorithm, it cannot say, okay, this is a picture of a dog or a cat. Okay, for analyzing. Uh, You can say for computer to tell about this, there are huge algorithms which is being written. The algorithm is being trained with the different thousands or lakhs or crores of images, and then computer become intelligent to do that. Okay, so that is why there are two types: unstructured and structured. Both the process is different. So first you need to take unstructured data into a structured format, and then, and that is why unstructured formats are very you can say mass storage is required, and that is the big data technology and methodologies are being used. So we are not covering those particular point of time. Some, some in my some other session, we will definitely talk about, talk about the big data also. That how you see. So now, uh, like we all learn, uh, you know about the CLC process. What is the data science process? So data science is actually processes like you can see here. Uh, see here, that's the three steps of the data science processes. So first is of course we understand the business problem. So you are asking why this is happening, what is happening, and what is the business issue. Then uh, in a you can say data mining and acquisition process, we call it a data collection. So, so the data has to be collected by somebody, and where the data is present. So data mining acquisition is collecting the data. Then after that we have a data cleaning and transformation. So we change data into different different formats, and then we start actually uh, for the analysis purpose. We go and utilize it. Then of course there is the data exploration. Exploration is Where you are defining certain kind of a rule, you are mapping something, you are doing some reasoning, or you are doing some modification. 
So this is the fourth step. Finally, there is like a data modeling. Data modeling means like a lot of people say, okay, I have built some data model or I'm building some data model. If you ask some data scientists, what do you do? I do modeling. So what they do in data modeling? Basically, they are deciding some kind of an algorithm to be applied on this particular data science. Uh, you can say problem. And then to build something which will give the solution. So that is called the model. So it can be a statistical format. It can be a technical format. I'll show you some of the models. That how, what does it mean? And then finally, last step is data visualization and deployment. So once you have, so how it started, you had some business problem which you wanted to solve. For that, you collected the data. Then you do the transformation and you explore the data and finally you build the model. Okay, this is the solution. And then you just, uh, you can say deploy it or you display this, uh, you can say this, uh, whatever solutions you have created on a certain kind of a dashboard or anywhere. And that is called the data visualization. So this is the whole process. So extracting of the data, collecting of the data, and based on some business objective or business uh, problem definition, and then putting those in the solution format in the, for the consumption of the end use. So this is the whole process we follow in the data science. And we call it as a data science life cycle. Now, if you search about this, if you read about this, there can be a, so many different ways representative of a can have a five step, somebody can have a 15 step of doing this. So they can decode it in this way. So this is not something like STLC, like a seven step or whatever for model. There's nothing called this, but this is the overall processes we follow in data science. Now, here comes the main purpose of this particular, uh, you can say, uh, workshops where I wanted to demonstrate demonstration, I'll tell you that what all tools are available. First thing called is storage. Because when we talk about a lot of data, 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 etc., how it is being stored. Now there are three formats, three things basically by which the data storage tools are being defined and all those. So first is the volume. Volume is scale and amount of a data. How much data is there? So 5 GB, 10 GB, 500 GB, 1000 GB, whatever. So that we call it the volume. Then the variety. Variety means what kind of a data is there, types of data, like structure or structure, how do you store? And then the velocity. Velocity by which the data is captured. So one capturing, like I will send a form, I'll ask you to fill it. Now there's an automatic sensor who is capturing, or Google is capturing, like something happening, like okay, at one point of time, thousands of gigabytes of data is being posted onto this. That we call it the velocity. So there are three different types of uh, storage uh, tools which actually differs on this. So if you talk about volume, then of course Microsoft Excel is one of the basic tools where data is stored. Microsoft Access, or you can say SQL uh, databases, which you must have been uh, knowing about that, like SQL Server or Oracle, etc. Then there's a Hadoop and a Hive the technology also. They are uh, based on the volume they store the data. Then if you call it about a variety, so if you have a structure format, that means you have a row, column, etc. But then you can have a DMS system where you can store. If you have an unstructured format, like you want to store like a images or you can say videos, etc. Then you use NoSQL, MongoDB, and other data. And then if you talk about the velocity, velocity means the speed by which the data is coming, then you have this Apache link or Apache Storm or these data. So these are the basic three classification based on the storage tools. Now, when you start working in this particular field or learning on the field, one of the tools you will start exploring, and then you will be gradually uh, making yourself comfortable into this or become a data if I talk about the processing tool, like I said, these are the tools which I discussed storage, that means it's just storing the data, then it is comes the processing the data. Processing is the tools which does the analysis or which is being utilized to get that solution. So if I talk about there are data analytics tools, 
So if this, this particular tools, if you call it there right now, which we are seeing on the screen, like Excel, Tableau, Power BI, Play, Google Analytics, MicroStrategy, fancy tools, amazing, uh, you can say, capability, and very interesting if you are learning. And this is this gives you the tangible output. Right? This is something which is, uh, I, uh, let me finish this slide, and then I'll tell you a couple of more interesting points. Now, if you talk about analytics tool, then definitely R, Python, SPSS, SAS, PRs, Cafe, PyTorch, so many tools. Nobody has to learn everything. That is also one thing which is very important. So if you see here 15 or 20 or tools, you are not supposed to learn everything. Okay, I'll tell you that how you can do. And then if you are talking about artificial intelligence or a machine learning tools, then AutoCrea, Data Robot, Amazon Lacks, or Google Cloud Platforms, so many. So you see this one. So these are the tools on which we generally work based on the requirement, based on the business problem which we are trying to solve. And we select some of the tools, and then you will start actually working on this particular tool and how you do it. So I assume that many of you might have been knowing about some of the tools. Okay, might not everything, definitely, but some of the tools. So ideal way is that when you are starting your uh, journey in data science, and that can be started at any point of time, you don't need a special type of a skill. You can do it immediately. And you can start learning slowly because it will give you a more and more added advantage. And if you talk about this pandemic time right now, there are a lot of conditions out there. So if you are learning something apart from or you can say uh, beyond your uh, regular uh, course, what you're doing, that will give you an added advantage. So if it, even if you are going for a higher studies after your graduations, you're going for MBAs, you're going for MCAs or any kind of, uh, you can say, qualifications, you're trying, this particular knowledge will definitely going to help you in the longer way apart from your software development skills which you are acquiring in your particular course. Now, little bit, five minutes about career, and then I will move for the demonstration. So if you talk about the data science career, where it is, so data science experts are required almost virtually in every job. It is not about, like IT professionals required in IT sectors only. Data science is something which is required at every single place. And Another point is anyone can switch to data science by acquiring mandatory skills. So if you have knowledge, like I said, that what all things is required, you have greater chance. So even for the higher studies also, if you offer a course in business analytics or a specialized MBA in this particular, that will give an advantage. Now, every company needs a person with a proficiency in data science. Even if a person who is not working in a data science department, even if a person who is working in a simple uh, you can say software development or such kind of a thing. He also or she also need this data because that is that is when you are actually going to decode a problem. You will be understanding the business issue if you have this kind of skill. So that is why it's very important. Now, if I talk about expectation of the industry, you can say here a very good image by Data Player. They have summarized the things in a very particular way because it's a fuel of 21st century. They call it. Problem or demand supply, like I said, that requirement is huge, but supply is very low. Even for a five position or 10 position, we don't have a one single person. So huge demand is there. Now it's a liquidity area, very well paying, and uh, you can say much, much higher than the, you can say, interlevel IT professionals. I will not call it a number because that they differ from company to company. But in the starting of this particular, when freshers get more than what some type of five or seven years of IT experience are not good. IT has still not evolved. If you talk about the package difference of Infosys and TCS right in 2007 to till now, after 10 or 15 years, or even after 10 years, somewhere package range is not very much. Okay, but in data science, gradually it's exponential growth in data science and data science. 
Now, opportunity or role, like I said, that there are different different types of roles based on your skill sets, based on your understanding, based on your own area. So there is a data scientist, there are data architect, there are administrator, business analyst, data analyst, and so on. Business analyst manager. So whatever your interest area is, you have certain kind of role. If you are a good at programming, if you love programming and you want to explore yourself into this, become a data scientist, architect, or a data engineer. You are developing application for data. Uh, you can say data platforms or capturing our data or emailing or that. If you are learning mathematical statistics, you, you have a good player of uh, playing with data or building a kind of a model, become a data Now, if you have nothing, right? You just have a understanding of basic business understanding and you want to do the business development the first kind of a thing, you become a business analysis strategy. Right? There's a data analysis where you don't need a core programming, you just need a good understanding of business problem and you can just take the data and give them. So every type of people can be adjusted and just enter into this particular field and gradually they can build themselves on a higher scale. Okay, so that is why it is very important. If I talk about different roles, like I said, there's a two different types, sorry. Uh, different roles, if I talk about, there's a data scientist side, data engineer side. So more or less, whenever the IT company, IT people are actually switching, they are going to data engineering side. So data, database administration, system implementation, and programming. And by looking on this particular page, uh, slide, you will notice that, oh, it is not something different, right? You have to just add the mathematics and stats skill and take your business knowledge into this, then you become a data scientist. So that is what the different, different types of role is there. Now, how to know about those things? Best way and the only way right now in uh, this pandemic time is online education. So you go in any of this portal and you will get a lot of course. Just remember, you are not supposed to do every course. You are not supposed to purchase any course. So start with basics. Start with some YouTube videos. Like, uh, I hope that from this presentation, you might have learned about basic, basic things that what all things is required. And then you have to gradually increase yourself. And this will be the added advantage. This is not something that you are an engineer and now you are becoming a doctor. Not all. Even if you are doing a C, C++, Java, or other kind of a programming, you have to just explore yourself into this. This will give you a added advantage. So skill with more than five or more than 10, that is the difference, right? A person with additional skills will always be welcomed by the company rather than a person who is having only single skills. Even if you build this particular skill, this is going to help in a higher study, like I said. So if you go into Kaggle or Udacity or Udemy, and nowadays there's a lot many free resources. So even you don't have to purchase anything, right? You don't have to invest also. So for the initial data science learning, you don't have to do it. Now, if I talk about the top companies, like who all are hiring, where the job opportunities are immense, and on a, we can say, higher packages, these are the big companies or some, some of the small companies also, some of the different, different domain companies. These are the companies who always have requirements, you can say uh, in form of business analytics or a data science or a data analytics, you will find a lot of, lot of openings, whether you call it Accenture, VCG, Deloitte, KPMG, EY, Fractal, IBM, and News, always adding the pressures of opening is also there, experience is also there. These are the companies who are actually, actually hiring a lot of talent in data And all those days, who have and even entry level. Entry level means a person with a simple graduate degree. So even if you have a three years or a four years or a BTEC or a BCA or a BBA or a maybe simple graduation methods also, you are also local. 
apart from the definitely Infosys, TCS, SCL is also having a data science profile, but they are mostly mostly in the tech oriented. Okay, these are the guys who are technical technology hiring. These are the companies who are actually hiring completely for the data analytics and integrated packages too good. You might not imagine because always much higher than the IT. Always. Right? And even after three, four years, gradually it is like a huge. But you need to be, uh, you can say, decent in your understanding. Your attitude should be pretty good. You have to be trainable because data science skills are not something which is being trained into the colleges. These are the, because once you face the real time problem, because colleges will not be the real life problem, right? Colleges will not have access about one lakh consumer data. They will give you a simple thing, information. So they can teach you the coding skills. They can teach you, okay, these are the things. But once it is coming as a real uh, scenario, that only you gradually introduce. So that is why just basics understanding is very important. And then put yourself into, you can say, go on online portal, search about the resources, participate in hackathon, or all those things, uh, events are happening, and gradually build your knowledge. That's very important. So moving towards, now we'll use two tools here, and I will demonstrate to you R and Tabby. Okay, now what R does? R is an analytics tool. Uh, similarly, like in one of the slides, I told you that R and Python. Python is a for programming language. Python is used, widely used in so many things, right? Python, you can do the software development. Through Python, you can build a website. Through Python, you can do data science also. So there are a lot of things. And Python uses different, different things, like uh, Anaconda or a PyCharm, or you can say you can go for a Jupyter network, or a lot many you uh, might be knowing about. There are a lot of things. So this is a very good tool, and all those are very easy to learn. So Python is something which is, if you know Python, you don't have, you are not supposed to learn R. But if you don't know Python, and if you feel somewhere that you are lacking somewhere, and you want to start fresh with any technology, then definitely start with R. Okay, so R is something which is open source. Python is also open source. R is giving you one simple environment where you can do all kind of analytics, good visualization, and Obviously, I will not cover everything in detail, but I'll just show you the R window and what, how the simple things can be done in R, how you can take in data into R and just understand that. And then once we through with the R, and I'll tell you some of the, you can say, one, two very important things which will interest you uh, in learning R. And after that, I will move to the Tableau. Tableau is a software which is used for the, you can say, uh, visualization part. So they build a lot of dashboards. If you have heard about this particular term, dashboard is where you are actually putting all the information in a visual format where people can say and make decisions. And that's what can be of anything. So I'll show you some of the latest dashboard and how Tableau is being utilized. Okay, so we'll move to that. So a little bit about R before uh, I show you the environment. So R is a most type open source programming interface, basically. And I don't know how many of you have done R in past that I don't know. Maybe some of you might be aware about that. So it is also a programming language. It was specifically designed for data analysis. And R is extremely used for statistical analyzing data. So one tool of analytics, one tool of visualization. So two is a prerequisite. That is why I put, uh, took two tools into this. There are n number of tools available. Even if you start with the basic tools and a basic understanding, you are free. Now, R, actually there are two types. Of R, one is a base R. Base R means the R which is you can say console-based programming language. That is the base, and then there is an R interface which is called the visual interface. And if you talk about the environment, this is the R. I'll show you the actual environment also. This is just an image of that environment only. So this is the R Studio. So what we do, we install first 
from this uh, CRAN is a basically the website which uh, right now you are seeing on the screen. So CRAN.rproject.org from where you will install R software into your PC. And then you will install R Studio, which will be the interface. The interface right now you are seeing this blue screen is of R Studio. Uh, screen can be of any color. That is based on your choice, you can select that uh, visual appearance. So this is the two things for we do. So let's let's move to the R and I'll demonstrate how uh, R is being utilized. And uh, just I'll do a couple of things so that uh, you will get to. It. So ma'am, uh, I'm switching to the R and just uh, do some demonstration session. Fine, sir. Fine, sir. Okay. So till now, I just uh, can we can we get a quick feedback from people that they're uh, with uh, us and uh, they were understood something into this before we move to the practical session. We have close to one hour left, almost 45 minutes. Student, you can put your comments in chat box that you are listening, you are there, you are enjoying learning yeah. something. It is not just uh, one way things that I am just putting information that they are not actually collecting it. <laughs> so overall, if it is fine for all of you. Okay. All of you can put to awake yourself if in case you are not there. Yeah, or you can use your... Reaction button, or you can just give a thumbs up, or whatever you want to just use it. There's a lot of new features in this digital environment has come already. So we can know that all of you are with us. And let me set up the environment and then I'll tell you. Can you see my screen? Not screen right now. Okay, let's just now. Yes, now it is okay, yeah. so this is a folder basically. So I'll just uh, show you first uh, that we call it data, data, data. So actually, how it looks basically. So this is something which you can, you must have seen, of course, everyone. I know 100% people have seen the Excel sheet, basically. So this particular Excel sheet is a data, right? So for the uh, doing, you can say anything on the data science, this becomes like this. So simple. There's a lot of and null value, etc. Uh, ignore that. So this is how the data looks like. This is a one of the forms. We call it as an Excel sheet form, where we have a row and we have columns. So when you talk about data science, this is the basis. So every column is a variable and every row is a case. So whenever we have such a kind of difference, for example, I have collected this information from your, uh, uh, from somebody. So I just have to understand that which sales area he lives, which state he is from, what is his region, what he has given answer for Q3, Q4, and so on. Right. So this is how the data is being collected. So if I am collecting somebody like name, address, phone numbers, so every column will have one thing. First column will have name, second will have address, age, etc. So this is how the data looks like. This is the one way of seeing the data. Now, there are other also. If you see, now I'm showing you the SPI data form, the SP or SPI, whatever you call it. Same data is here also, but this is a totally different form. Now, if you see this data, you will not make 
any uh, you can say you cannot make any sense of this and what is this but this is also in a column and row format only we call it as a row column format why i am showing this because these are the inputs for any of the software so if i will use r or a python or any of the software these are the inputs we will take into that uh, that form and we will do the analysis that is why knowing about the different different data formats is very important so here also you see every actually every uh, column is basically uh, denoted by one of the variables and numbers are being placed and we call it as a sc format and where you can go like if you just say for example i want to go to the column number you can say 150 so this data will take me to 150 so it will take you here or sort of this so that is why this is how data looks okay now let's move to r okay so this is the r window how many of you have seen this first time just put in the chat box or uh, you can just write that just uh, chat box somebody who has seen first time so just type one yes students who have not seen r have you seen past. it before if you have seen say one otherwise zero ah uh, otherwise you if you have seen in the past slightly looking very clutter you must have seen your own programming interfaces right you must have seen your programming interfaces of whatever you do uh work you do usually like a c interface or you can say c console or c++ console or maybe as a visual studio this is similar to that okay so r is a software which has this is particular window you are seeing is a r studio so here we write codes like you definitely have written in your all your programming also so here we write all the codes and we do the compilation so you select and you use this uh, you can say run key or a run button and by which that code is being executed and you see output here so whatever you are writing here execution steps is the top left window that means this window has the code when you select and run the code the result step by step execution happens in this particular console window where i am selecting right now so bottom left whatever you have imported all those information will come into the environment side this is the right side the top right and whatever options are available into this particular environment will come into bottom right so these are the four interfaces so now let me show you that what we usually do okay and very simple very simple so r r is being operated with you can say three things is important first is the importing of the data because you will bring some data into this now r in r you can write programs like you are writing in c++ you can create functions you can declare variable you can do lot many things into this also there are inbuilt functions inbuilt functions or you can say collection of functions in r which we call it as a package so that is the most important part so to do any kind of for example you are doing certain kind of analysis suppose you want to you have a data set and you want to describe that you want to know what there in the data set or if you talk about statistics let's go to your mathematics class and just remember that you want to calculate mean median mode average or any kind of thing in that way you are not supposed to write for example in c you have to write complete functions of mean but okay uh, take every data into array count the number of arrays in there and then uh, some of them 
and then they divide. So you are writing 5, 7, 10, 15, maybe 100 odd lines of a code in a simple programming languages to do certain kind of power. You can say uh, steps. But when it comes to R, you just take one package and that package will do everything. So even if you're not a programmer or if you haven't understood the background of the programming, still you can do that functions or you can apply that functions to get the required. That is why it's become beautiful. Okay, so let me show you. If you are not understanding anything, just put in the question or I will try to solve. So here, I will not explain every code. I'll just give you the glimpse of idea so that you, uh, you can say start learning and uh, you generate your interest into R programming. So in the next 15, 20 minutes, I'll just explain it to you various, various options and some interesting stuff. So don't go by the, you can say the terminology or a code. So I'll just explain to whatever I've written is a very simple format. So in this particular folder, I have a data set. We had call it as a sample data set. So this is a simple Excel sheet. I hope you can see. Now this sample Excel sheet is a sample data. And let me, and I will give a splitting option. So this particular data set has records of how many? 1969, you can say record. 1969 rows means information about 1969 people. Now this data set is of a company, okay? So where we have information about uh, employee. Okay, so assume this data set is about the employee. So first employee is a female, her age is 41 years, he has taken a voluntary designation, he never traveled and all those kind of various systems. So now suppose this is an import and I have such a problem. I want to understand that what is the average age of people in this particular company? This can be one of questions that somebody asks, or I want to just understand how many people are in their particular department. Okay, and what is so these kind these are the simple basic things, problems in there, which we solve it through data Now, suppose I ask you to do this and uh, use some kind of a software skill, usually what will you do? You will take this data into some RDBMS, some data set, SQL Server or MySQL or anywhere, and then from there you will run some certain kind of SQL queries that you will not select uh, this, 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 or give me some kind of information that will give you. That is one type of doing, but analytics you can do. Right. There are lot of things which we can do with this. Now I'll show you, I'll take this data into our environment and I will do certain kind of a one, two, three or functions. And I'll show you that how you can get information from this data. So let me see. Let me. So when you use R, the first thing is there's a function called get WD. GetW means that where you are working, where your all files are being saved. Okay, so you have to first spin up the folder. Like in programming also, you set the path, right? So that is what you have to set into R whenever you are doing the R thing. So I've done, I've set the R path already. And now what I do, simple, you select this and you click the run button, the path is set. And now, like I said, that to do anything in R, you need certain packages. That is a library which you actually take it to the R environment to do certain kind of stuff. So here, I am using two packages, which one is called uh, HMISC. Don't go in name and whatever. When you will start learning, then you go in the detail that what this package does and why. Here, I just I just want to know of each or maybe just the people what what are they doing, what is their main behavior. Simple, okay, very very simple. So for that, I have used two packages, ESYCH and SMIS. So two packages. Simple funda in R is that you have to install that package. That means if that is not presented to the system, you have to install it. To use R, continuous 
internet is required because all the packages which you are will be installing will be downloading from the website so that you can say the code is installed package and that package will be downloaded so i've just downloaded it i've already downloaded it so you just click on this and it will take you to the installed package and package will be downloaded into your computer just just see that how it is being downloaded okay you have seen that the screen came that this particular package is being downloaded now second package is being installed and that will also install and then you can see that these two packages loaded right installed this after the installation this is a simple process for all the r you can say uh, programming or r kind of stuff which will be doing now once that is there then we use second function so just three four function you have to remember because this will give you a kick when you will start doing r programming and you will uh, you will actually uh, uh, try to solve such a such a problem so first is of course set the directory set the path that is similar to all those programming language second is install package there you are like if you talk about the programming has include or something your library you are invoking or including here you are actually installing the that particular library into the r environment and after that you use the function called library so library function what will do it will invoke the package we have installed it will load it into that particular console to use that. so i will use both the library now i had our data set file i have shown to you the sample data so now i have to bring that data into this particular so for that simple because the data file was a excel sheet or a csv format csv is stand for comma separated value so in excel you see it as a csv file csv i'll give you a brief background of the csv csv means there is no formatting you cannot have multiple sheets and data is you can say original format you can just save in the csv and csv easy format to in, uh, you can say import it in any of the analytics environment so here i'm using sample data that is a function where the data is being loaded and read dot csv and sample data so now you see data is being loaded and now i have to see that whether data is so the data present in this excel sheet is there into r or not i have to check so i run the program and if you see the view command simple view command it will show you the same data set which was actually loaded into that particular environment so if you see here the same data set is coming okay so can you see this this is the data set which was there into the excel sheet the same data set is being imported into r so now this particular data set inside your r environment and now you can use that data set to do any kind of very simple so whenever you are doing some process or you want to learn r programming you have to just use this command so somebody will give you the data set you have to take that data set into r environment and just do that process now after that whatever you do is actually based on your requirement so this is the common steps this is always followed so you have the data set you have to bring that data set into r environment and now the analysis will happen so okay let me show you once the data set is there you have to take head head command actually tell us that what is there into the header so if you just run this the data set it will give you a long long list everything will be displayed here the then a the nutrition that kind of information and five six records will be displayed now i said that my objective was to describe that data set okay i want to just know that age variable 
what is the you can say how many people are there what is the mean is mean is means average age of a people so i'll just use the describe function which is a part of this any of one of the packages and you see so output will be coming here if you can see here so mean is 36.99 that means the average age of 1960 people in this particular data set is 3699 this is one fine similarly it will give you number of people present it will give you the mean it will give you median it will give you everything lot of statistics information which will be so this is how you actually do the analysis start doing analysis of your data i'll suggest you that if you are interested a little bit of interest or even a 0.1% of interest being generated just get any of the data set took it in the environment and then start doing certain kind of a small small and this gives you a visualization also now let me run one more command which is called the summarize summarize means where you are doing a summary so for that we have already used the step so we will not use it because it will throw you error and then if you want to do certain kind of, for example i want to do a charting charting means simple like you must have done so many charts using uh, python or you can any of the excel or powerpoint and all those things similar thing can happen here also so if i want to just make the histogram chart so you'll see the histogram chart is very easy to do and that chart will be appearing i think you can see the complete screens as you can see the visualization also so these are the charts which is being used right so this is how we do now let's do some interesting stuff which i actually thought that i will uh, tell you for example you are watching everybody has must have watched lot many videos on youtube right so this is one thing i wanted to actually tell so just tell me in the chat windows that uh, whenever you are actually watching a youtube video have you seen youtube video with subtitle subtitle means something coming in the whatever person is uh, speaking that is being written in english or any of the languages subtitle have you noticed sometimes yes sometimes you watch a lot of videos and uh, maybe a movie and where complete subtitle is being given now if if suppose you want to know the detail of the scene what is being talked or if suppose you are not very proficient in english for example maybe somebody even i am not very proficient in english i am also learning a lot of time uh, gradually about that so in that case all the subtitle into file or maybe an article right suppose i want to know there is a uh, some person is speaking for 20 minutes and i want to know what has so one way is that i will just listen complete video and i'll remember or i'll start noting down if suppose that can be extracted from the youtube video will it be good that you will know and how many lines of code you have to write if i ask you to write a program in java or maybe dotnet or maybe c++ do you think that you can write a complete set of code which can extract all the subtitles from a youtube video just give me a odd number that how many lines of code you have to write into that so this is a very odd question but still if you think of that you have to write how many how much program you have to write to get that particular code if you are doing a simple programming like that these are the cool stuff right you know people are expecting all those twitters account i'm not showing that today probably in the social media analytics things we show that all kind of a facebook information you can extract facebook information you can extract twitter information it becomes so much interesting so right now i'm showing you a very different thing if you go in google you can do it right the python also have this kind of a capability where you can extract the youtube videos and then so let me let me show you let me let me demonstrate to you that how you can do that. 
and see how many lines of code you have to write to get that YouTube video transcription or any of the video where the transcription is done. So suppose this is a YouTube video where I'm just looking on this do school. This is a very interesting uh, TED talk, and I have uh, actually uh, you can say listen this TED talk so many times where they are talk talking about how school is killing creativity in children. This is one of the famous TED talk by Sir Ken Robinson. He's known now, but he has delivered this uh, talk 13 years back. So I, if you see this particular talk, I I don't know whether videos will be played or not. I, not required also. So if you see, can, can you see the YouTube video right now? Huh? Yes, yes. Yes, sir. I can see it clearly. See, right? Yeah. So, great. So if you see this YouTube video, you might be seeing that there's a uh, subtitle going on, right? Actually, you are not open at dinner party and family. These are the things, right? This is, this is we call it a subtitle. Now, I want to get all the subtitle into a file. So see how R can do this. And very easily it can do. So I'll just copy the URL. And I'll come into our studio and I have just written a three lines of code to do that. Just three lines of code is enough to do. So, like I said, you need this three library. So you just load this particular package and library is being loaded. And you have to just paste this URL here. I just pasted the URL. And what I will do, I run one function. Just simple. And this is running right now. It will take 30 seconds, not even that. Now you see this particular caption variable has all the informations of, you can say, that particular YouTube. And I'll just write it into a CSV file. That is Excel, Excel file. And if I see, if I have to view what is there in the caption, I'll just use the view command and you will see. The whole thing is actually loaded. And if you go in Excel, which I just created in a format where it is saved like creativity.csv. Now, start, and why it does it in this format? Because it's creating a data. So you know what was the duration of that particular, what is the video ID, and everything comes in a data format. So I, instead of watching this YouTube video completely, maybe this gentleman is talking about, or maybe his articulations and exercise code, and I just want to know the content, I'll just see, good morning, how are you, good, this has been great, I have been done a web, whatever, something, something, something. Everything is extracted in this particular format. If you take it into Word, you can create an article. It takes just 30 seconds to get all the YouTube video information extracted. This is a one of the features. There are n number of features which you can do. This can be done through Python also. This can be done through other programming languages also. And like I have shown you, R and Very easy. Similarly, extraction is very important. Whether you are extracting data from Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, any of the platform, or YouTube, you can extract the data and you can do that. So it becomes. So for example, you are doing certain a project where you have to refer so many online portals. Crawling, web crawling, these are the, you can say, areas. These are interesting areas, right? This this helps in a lot of career development. Similarly, one of the another area is the text analysis, widely used going out, which we call it a text mining. So there are a lot of tools in text mining, which actually generate a lot of word cloud and all those kind of a things. So you can analyze various kind of a text using R. So R is very powerful language. Gradually, if you start learning this, 
this will give you a lot of advantage and also you can start doing your academic projects using r and uh, if you are doing some certain kind of mathematical statics knowledge you can test it and you can do it. so this is what all r is all about and after as per your requirement as per your understanding as per your skill set you can definitely build yourself there are n number of resources r is a free software so they, you don't have to pay anything to anyone any one of them and then you can utilize this to build your data science career or as well as your data science skills was it interesting give me yes or no two lines of code and uh, you get all this complete transcription of a full movie probably sometimes i have done for the 2.5 hours okay great so now let's uh, because i think uh, it's almost 120 so ma'am should i show the tableau yeah you can show anyone who have okay so anybody who has done tableau in the past anything you have so. done on except tableau? abhishek oh. abhishek problem okay no worries on that to my now tableau is ah, okay so tableau is a basically a software which is for the visual analytics platform okay so this is the software which is very very useful and will uh, sort and there is a huge career in tableau itself you can say if you learn tableau and as i said in the beginning that you should be knowing one analytics tool and one visualization visualization tool can be anything it can be power bi it can be tableau it can be click any of so i am right now taking example of a tableau now why tableau is i prefer students to explore tableau first thing is tableau is a expensive software it's not a easy software it's not a free software it's a paid software right so you have to pay uh, amount to get tableau now then you will say that why you are saying that tableau is paid software and how we can use it the best part of the tableau is the tableau is free for students and teachers tableau give the complete full software free exactly same software which is used in the company as a paid is free with it. for everybody tableau is 14 day trial so i am also using the trial version of tableau right now with you because obviously organization version i cannot use it in any of the workshop so i'm using the trial version i have downloaded the version to show you showcase you the tableau and then anybody can get tableau free you have just have to go to the tableau website and there is a option called tableau for students and where you have to just write down your detail of your college phone numbers uh, email id etc and then you have to upload your college id card they will verify and they will give you a tableau free for one year and also two softwares that means you can use it on two different platforms similarly for the faculty also i don't remember any of the i don't know probably there might be some other softwares but which give the complete version because even if you talk about other softwares also they give the limited edition for the students but tableau is the full edition so that is why it is well recommended for all of you that just learn this particular uh, software and that will give you more exposure in your report reading and people from 12th standard are actually learning you are all graduation students now there are three types of three interface of tableau first is a tableau desktop i'll show you all three interface tableau desktop is a data visualization software where you are actually developing your dashboards dashboard what is dashboard dashboard let me let me explain your dashboard also and also then we have a tableau reader this is a free free for anyone so dashboards are being built by a developer by a designer using tableau desktop and now you, you can see that tableau dashboard using tableau reader so tableau reader is free for everyone 
And then there's a Tableau Public. Tableau Public is also free for everyone, where anybody can see the data. But challenge is that Tableau Public has all the data in public domain. Public domain means anybody can see, anybody can download, and can purchase. Tableau Desktop is a privacy. That's why companies are using Tableau Desktop, and they are hosting on their private hosting, Tableau Server. So there is one, one other uh, interface, Tableau Server. So that is an individual server. So you have to just understand that for your, as a student perspective, Tableau Desktop is free. You can get it downloaded from uh, through your student uh, ID cards, etc. Tableau Reader, where anybody can download it and anybody can see the dashboard. So you have to just learn how the dashboard is look like and what is the purpose of the dashboard. So generally, dashboards are information management tool. We call it a dashboard information management tool, which is actually visually showing the information. I'll, I'll let me show you some example. For example, you must have seen this this kind of a grid. If you Google dashboard, so this grid will appear. Okay, where you are giving all the customized information into one page. Okay, so whenever you are building some kind of a project, you can utilize dashboards, and that will help you. So this is another dashboard. So there are a couple of examples I have put in. Some of them had actually developed by me only and uh, my team also. So these are the dashboards we are actually building in companies for different different clients. Okay, so here is one dashboard so you can see here. This one, this one is a shop selection dashboard. There's a, a government's flagship uh, project where you are showing, uh, actually we are monitoring or you are ranking uh, cities based on the cleanliness. And this project is done by uh, my company uh, two years back. We did it twice, shop selection. So where we were ranked that which city is very clean. So this is the dashboard of that particular uh, portal. And you can go on the internet and you can search about this. So these are the dashboards. Now you see, this is the dashboard which we users see. Now how this dashboard is being built and what is the process? So in next five, 10 minutes, I'll just explain you, like I explained the R environment, I'll explain the Tableau environment and how you can build that particular dashboard. And I will suggest that make a two, three, five, 10 people's team, maybe a couple of groups, Whenever you learn something new, no, just implement it. And it's very important to implement it. And even if you if you uh, actually won't enjoy or you don't, but still some learning will happen. And you can add it where, oh, so next time somebody is coming for a data science workshop, if they ask you, do you know Tableau? Then you should be confidently saying, yes, I know Tableau. I have seen it and I have explored. Not even for, for example, you are not downloading for a, a one year, just download for 13, 14 days, 14 days trial is there, and then you go. Okay, so that is what the purpose should be. Okay, so let me show you the Tableau environment. So this is the latest dashboard, coronavirus dashboard, and this is, this dashboard is built for US. Uh, there is India dashboard also. I'll show you. So this is this is how Tableau looks like. So this is the dashboard, which is a Tableau dashboard basically, and I'm using Tableau Reader right now. And you see, this dashboard is giving all the information about coronavirus in US. So if you see here, how many people are positive? What is the number of uh, completely tests has happened? How many deaths have occurred? How the testing is done? So every graph is actually showing some kind of a number. Here, you can see this graph, this graph, this graph, positivity, deaths, tests, etc. This is a common thing right now happening. All of you are knowing this and we are aware we are actually facing this thing. So if you see the combined chart, you can see the combined chart here. Here you can say that monthly increase in the test or everything is being built and this is built in a Tableau environment. If I, if you want to see the, how the testing is being done over the period of the time, you can see here. So this, and this is not very difficult to build. That also I'll demonstrate right away. So if you see this, you should be getting excited about this. Oh, how somebody has done that. 
and then try to build similar kind of a dashboard using your own knowledge or your uh, own capability and get some data, get in your tablet environment to start doing. And the long, you, uh, as long as you will be actually investing your time into this, gradually you will learn this. So you see different, different line charts, lab charts, map-wise, Tableau is very important where we are actually creating a map for a complete, you can say, country. That can happen in any. So this this map in uh, this uh, you can say these are the uh, circles you are saying is a number of deaths which has occurred in particular city. This is a U.S. map. So if you click here, you'll say New York, you'll say Michigan, you'll say different different locations of the Washington D.C. and all those kind of uh, and that you can replicate this in an India environment. And if I say positive cases, if you select here, see the graph changes. If you see here. How many tests have been done? So which city has more number of tests? That will also change. So this is how this is number of tests. This is number of death. This is number of you can say positivity case. So that's how it's a very interactive. And I'll show you how it is being uh, how you one can make it and how easy it is. So different different types. For example, you want to show the growth rate. You can see this tableau dashboard growth rate. So every city is being listed here and how the growth rate is there. If you want to show the reason-wise analysis. Which region has more, you can say, number of uh, uh, you can say cases that can be shown. If we suppose about outcomes, how many people are currently hospitalized, how the changes in the environment is there. So these all things happens and then they do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's how this is the Tableau dashboard. You can say uh, environment where and this is this particular dashboard which I'm showing you right now is a public dashboard. It's not built by me. It's not built by anyone, anyone of us. It has been built by somebody who has put in a temp because I cannot show you any of the private dashboard which we make. So this is the example. For example, I'm just showing you. And you can also download this dashboard. And you can also see how this particular dashboard is being built. Of your understanding for your learning. Let me show you that. So this is a view area. Okay. Now how it is being developed, you can see, and you can load and see how much potential is there. Even software product you are seeing, you cannot see the code behind that. Right? If, if, if suppose you have a mobile phone where somebody has built some kind of an app and uploaded onto Google Store or App Store of Apple, and you have downloaded, you can just use it. But if if I ask you then go behind and then see how the software is built, and can you build the replica of that? You know how much time it will take. But for example, if I give you this dashboard or you download this dashboard, and I show you, okay, build the similar dashboard for Indian data. Can you build it? Very easy. You can definitely build it if you know how it is doing. So let me show you how it is being done. So this is the Tableau Reader. Uh, in the left, top left corner, you will see it's a Tableau Reader. Now I'll show you the Tableau, you can say, uh, desktop version. The same dashboard is here in the Tableau desktop version. This is the dashboard by actually the creation of the dashboard is happening in this. So if you see here, this is Tableau desktop version. And every dashboard was actually displayed into that particular, it actually comes as a different sheet. And if I want to know how this particular graph is being built, I'll just click here and I'll just say, okay, go to this particular sheet. And you see, this is how it is being and I can see here, so Tableau is that this is the environment of a Tableau, where this is the window where you are actually uh, 
developing that particular dashboard, you are making some kind of a chart. And suppose you don't like this chart, probably. Very easy, that will give you different types of chart options. You can just change it. And that chart will have. You can just change it. So if you select this particular chart where this data will appear, and that's how you can build the dashboard. Okay, so for learning tableau, it's very easy. You just go on our website, Tableau Public. I'll show you. And uh, you just go on Tableau Public. This is the website. And here, all the dashboards are actually listed, which you can just download as per your need. So if you search here in the gallery environment, and you see, I'm not uh, here right now teaching you how to build a dashboard. That you have to explore yourself. And uh, you can refer a lot of resources available onto this. I'll just give you the brief idea. Every dashboard is here. Okay. And you have to just click on any of the dashboard which you want to just see that what is dashboard is all about. And you can go. And then in the bottom, if you see here, this gives an option that whether you can view the dashboard or you can download this. So those options are here in the top right. Oh, sorry, uh, bottom right corner. And this is the one dashboard we what built by us. Basically, we when we started building, and this is for just for the exploration. We haven't updated this dashboard. This we built when the Corona crisis started coming in the March itself. So we built this dashboard for the India, basically. And you can see here at that time how the dashboard was being. So for e, this was built in January. Uh, you can see, and right now we have uploaded this up to you can say. Uh, April or May, May probably this data, and this is also available on the public. You can see, you can search it from my name, and you can get that. This is the Corona uh, dashboard for India. These are the public dashboards which I am showing you right now. Also, this these are certain kind of a dashboards which we are building for our own company for our own clients. So these are the information. This is very important, and you have to do it. So learning Tableau is not that difficult. You have to just download the software. And after that, you go on a Tableau resources, and you can see the step by. Even if you watch a couple of videos in the on the YouTube or even a Tableau uh, website, you'll get to know the how the dashboard is being built. Purpose of the dashboard is the just giving the concise information about the data set onto a visual format where people can see. It. That is the purpose. Okay, and the more you will do your creativity, building charts, building different types of informations, you will be putting all those on, onto the Tableau dashboard. That way, you can definitely explore more detail and also go for the in-depth analysis. And that is going to help. So these are the things where you can go in a Tableau dashboard and you can see this. Now, final thing about Tableau is that uh, it's very powerful. You can export the data from this, any of the format. You can take data into this particular uh, environment. Like I did in R, similar things, you can import it. Tableau supports so many databases. So whatever database you are using, so any kind of a data source, you can, if you see here, if I show you the type of data source, there are so many, more than, I think, 100, 200 or database. Any type of database can be, you can say, connected to Tableau environment, whether it is a SQL Server or a MySQL, MyGoDB, or IBM DB2, any kind of a data sets can be, uh, you can say, imported. So whatever you are using at that particular time, even Excel sheet is perfectly fine, so that you can take it and you can start developing dashboards. Okay, so now any questions, if you have related to Tableau, related to R, you can put it in a chat box. And uh, I have a couple of more slides, basically. So 
I'll just uh, tell you some advice from my life and for your uh, data science journey for your career. So first is the curiosity that you have to become, and that is these are the skills which is required in data. This is not only specific for data science, but these are the common skills that you will need. So these are the things: curiosity, awareness, perseverance. You have to be very much aware about those things and build yourself. And don't think that after three years or five years down the line, I am going to make this. This can happen at any point of time. You should be start uh, your broader level. Now the competition has become much, much, much higher these days, and there are very less opportunity available. But for those who deserve, for those who have actually the knowledge, required knowledge, they will not suffer any. So that is why, and it's a wide field. Everybody is actually uh, can do it. And then final thing is practice, practice, practice. Whatever you do, whether you are doing a data science or you are doing a software development, this one thing practice makes someone perfect. As long as you will do it, you will get success. Success into this particular field. So learn. Don't just jump the boat like a start doing, and if you lose your interest. Hold on for 10-15 days. Any new technology will take some time. That's just it. And nothing comes free. So you have to invest your time, invest your knowledge, invest your uh, resources into the proper way. And that way, you can you can say uh, succeed in data science, in software development, whatever area, because it's a wide world. But only talent is in this sector. No marks pattern, no marks, no college. Nothing will. Help you in the next couple of years or three years, whenever you are going to join the industry. Only your core knowledge is going to help. How much aware? How much good networking you have? How good you are? What is your good attitude? And like I end all my presentations with Steve Jobs' quote: "Stay hungry, stay focused. Always think of that you don't know everything, and always remain in a frame to learn anything. Nothing is good. Nothing is bad." So as long as you are grasping your all your knowledge, you are actually moving towards a positive direction. So have that and forwarding. If you are going forward, you will not be able to make sense. If you look back, then you will be able to connect the dots. So connect the dots is always be you know backward. So just trust your instinct. Do whatever you are doing good, and always keep yourself motivated. And don't get uh, distracted because nowadays. Everything is a distraction. Even you can't concentrate for five minutes or five seconds also. So we are checking our phones 360 times a day. So those are the distractions will happen. But beside that, only thing which makes sense and the only thing which will count is your knowledge. How much you are getting? Because immense information are available. So relevant information is required. And be a student always when at whatever level you. That's it. Thank you very much for listening me. I hope I have made some contribution to this. These are my coordinates. You can go uh, connect to me through email, phone, or my website. Anywhere, if you want any kind of a help in any kind of a field for the career guidance, or for you can say any kind of for either the course material or learning path, you just drop me an email. I am here to help you out. Okay. So I hope I made some valuable contribution for your time. And thank you so much. Uh, I just want to know that if there is any interested in any life projects, if there is any R or Tableau related, or even in Python, I want to do it. So you can connect with me. Uh, I guide lot many students. This may you are interested to leave participation also to you. So also we also help me in such. If anyone interested, then they can also right now also maybe later also. That's not a problem.
I just want to say, sir, that the way you have covered today's workshop is like really very appreciating because the contents which you covered actually I want you someone to cover these all contents from for my students because the way you have taken out all the points, the entire life cycle that how what is data science, what is its significance. And why we want to learn data science, what is the importance, how the data, what are the different types of data, how they can be used, like automatic storage and the way we store traditional way and all. And the way you just explained that what all tools are required to learn and what all skill sets are required to learn. In fact, that is also very appreciating. I was from so long looking for this, such kind of thing for my students. Uh, if really students have learned something, so definitely I think they should learn and they should implement in their life. And then taking them to through this, that what are the companies who are looking for data scientists? What are the different career options which are available? Like it's really, I like the workshop like anything. It's like very good, very full of information. And at the end, when you just explain this thing that at least you should pick two tools like R for analyzing and W for visualizing, that is also very commendable. So I'm expecting and looking forward from my students that definitely they'll do something, they will be taking benefit out of this and they will definitely be making or working on some projects and they'll just get back to you that, sir, you have given us the workshop and we have done something. So I'm expecting a lot gotcha. of also because this is what sir has given to you today i was looking from so long so the way he has covered the entire life cycle of data science that from where to start what to do how to go and how you can present it to the world what all projects are over there on which you can work so sir i a lot of expectation is over there from my students now and i can just uh, thank you for uh, thanks from the core of my heart, from the part of Jim's. So most welcome, many times. For giving us time, taking out from your busy schedule. I know you are so busy for the entire day, taking so many workshops in a day and working on a lot, lot of projects. With these words, sir, I really would like to thank you. So with these words, sir, thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for joining. Thank I will connect again. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Looking forward. Okay. Thanks right. a lot.